entrepreneurs so on born that brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. We are live from Half Coast Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you to Half Coast for this amazing setup and for sponsoring the show. If you are looking to start your podcast or take your current one to the next level, then you need to check out what they have going on. Contact them today for a free consultation. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests, and this way we can get this incredible content out to more people. Today, we have yet another great episode lined up for you. Her and I have been connected virtually for quite some time, and we originally met through Apex. Just had an amazing conversation before the show, and I know you're going to get some valuable information out of it. We have supported each other's missions for a while and finally started chatting, uh, chatting back and forth about a month ago. I had her on my list of people to bring on the show, and so, so, so when she reached out, I had to get her on. My guest today is Lisa Marie Platsky. She is the CEO at Upside Thinking. Lisa is a leadership coach that helps you to the top or tap into your divine mission and purpose, allowing you to lead with impact. Lisa Marie, thanks for coming to the show. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Really excited to be here with you. Yeah. So for our guest, as you all know, if you have listened before or if this is your first time listening, we like to bring on entrepreneurial guests that have had success and compare their journey throughout entrepreneurship to that of the beer brewing process. So we like to get started first and foremost by getting to know you a little bit better and understanding, you know, where you're at right now. We like to start there and then work our way backwards. So if you wouldn't mind sharing who you are, where you're from, what you do and all that good stuff, we'll get going. Absolutely. Uh, Where I'm at right now. So I moved outside Lexington, Kentucky in in a town called Richmond about a year ago. And my husband and I purchased a farm. Uh, It was not on our list of things to do. I got to tell you uh, at at all and uh, brought my business there and I don't have internet. So I run an online business without internet Mm. in Kentucky, and that's just absolutely fantastic. And in the leadership coaching space, uh, I would say that far more about the leadership coaching space is about the internal journey versus the external journey, yet both matter. And... Oh, gosh, my background's in federal law enforcement, and it's been circuitous to get here. Uh, However, I've been in this field for 18 years, and I can't believe that that it's been that long. That's phenomenal. 18 years is an incredibly long time, especially, and as we were kind of talking before, I wanted to kind of ask you this question, but that's a long time, especially in the coaching space. So in this world where I heard someone speak last week at an event, and they're like, everyone's an author, everyone's a speaker, everyone's a coach, all these different things. How have you seen that transform? It's obviously gotten, you know, kind of confusing on, you know, who the legitimate coaches are versus the people that are just getting started. What is your take on that? Because I'm very interested to hear that. Well, that's a great question because, I didn't, I did not start my business as a coaching business. I did not, you know, I had zero desire. I had people ask me what I started this off as a leadership development company. And so I would go into organizations and do trainings. I would go to large conferences and keynote them, um, national association of realtors, society of women engineers, larger, larger, larger conferences. And then your company's more like 
Perry Ellis International, Banco Santander, State Farm Insurance, larger companies and go in and train. However, I was involved in community and in, in um, a chamber of commerce. And there were people who would ask me, you know, will you coach me? Will you come into my small business? Will you help me out with leadership, with hiring, with with culture, with all of the things that I was speaking on? And I was like, I don't have an arm of my business that does that. And yet, as you understand what the entrepreneur does is when there's a need and they get asked many times, they say, ah, okay, perhaps this is something for me to do. Perhaps this is something for me to to fill. So when I went back to get a a certification in coaching and a master certification in coaching, it came from the desire that there was a need. And back then there just weren't a lot of coaches and the coaches that were coaching coached in very, very specific niches around sales or around performance. And perhaps that's true today, you know, fitness, you know, there, there weren't, however, there were far few in, you know, between you, you, you didn't have, you know, uh, um, schools that had uh, uh, classes on coaching or degrees or anything like that. And also the coaching world was very, um, in addition to being leaner, there wasn't a very big understanding. It wasn't regulated. It wasn't, there were, you know, it was a, um, so, so it was just different. And then when I started to see more coaches pop up, you know, for me, I hired, I hired people because I believe so much in the value of coaching and I hired business coaches that are no longer around that are, you know, that went bankrupt, hired people who, you know, didn't necessarily, um, that aren't, aren't, you know, that aren't, aren't around and also started hearing stories where people came to me and said, you know, I was actually in this engagement and didn't get what I said. And it was, Adam, it had me pulled back. The truth is when you ask me like what happened, I hid for a while because, I saw things that didn't sit well with me. They weren't in alignment with me. And I had to, I had to reconcile um, much like perhaps for you, you know, in digital marketing and there's organizations that do things in a way that's, you know, high integrity run by core values. And then there's other organizations that perhaps do business slightly differently. And, and so to stay the course, I've seen a lot over the years and, um, and, and some of it not really good. So uh, um, it, it had me then, not want to be called a coach. Then I had a bunch of creative names, which is also ridiculous. Um, So today I'm proud to say like, I do this and the way that I do it, I don't trade in pieces of my soul for a sale. And it's not about that. It's about helping people make the greatest impact that they can make on the planet so they can live out their God-given mission and whatever anybody else does. That's, that's, that's their journey. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I think multiple things you mentioned there is obviously getting clear on your impact in your purpose and not caring what anybody else is doing. You can literally can control what you can control and you're competing with the version of who you were yesterday. Everything else just doesn't really matter. And the impact that comes with that when you're clear on that purpose and you're clear on that, why you can then translate that and help more people yourself. So I think that is absolutely phenomenal. What are three things that have made you successful in your journey along the way? Oh, um, 
successful in my journey, I have to go back to federal law enforcement because I had an assessment and I went to a leadership course and in the assessment, I scored a zero. Um, it was an interpersonal skills assessment. And in this zero, I, um, such a painful thing when I go back to that man, mem- that memory. So I, I apologize. It was, um, it was one where the instructor announced it to the class of leaders and said, you know, if Lisa invites you to do something and you show up, she doesn't really want you to be there. And, you know, if you do some, if you invite her to do something, she's, you know, secretly wishing you would have said no, like there's, there's this energy where it was um, the barriers that I had created in my life because of um uh, just because of how you know, growing up with six sets of step parents and the life that I had, I had a lot of barriers to keep me safe. Only they kept me away from a meaningful life. And I didn't really understand that. And that's the reason why I'm such a fan of assessments and um, using them as tools. So the quality that comes up for me when I think about that is that I had to ask myself, okay, Lisa, you might be smart and tough and strong and right, but you're going to be alone and dead because you're in this job and you need people. And so how do you connect and how do you actually um, connect in a way that's authentic and vulnerable? And so uh, it, it led me to the path of what I see as connection being something that has helped me out massively, the ability to connect with people, the ability to have deep empathy for their journeys, because I have empathy for mine. And in that, um, in that quality there to have forgiveness, forgiveness for the ways that others have wronged me, the things that I've done that haven't been um, so, so perfect. And so empathy connection and forgiveness are are three really important qualities to to why I believe that that I've been successful in what I've what I've accomplished. I really appreciate you sharing that story and obviously I think you obviously took a lot from your upbringing and in in and, and, and connected that with how you have been able to overcome those things and be successful but you're aware of it. So the word that keeps coming to mind is the self-awareness and those disc assessments, which we were talking about before as well. You know, every single time I've done one of those and every single time I run into a situation in personal or professional where I just run up against the wall, I try to do as much self-assessment and exploration into why that happened. Because you can normally connect and like even as I'm taking a look at my schedule and my calendar, trying to reconstruct things to be more efficient in 2023, I consistently see things on my schedule that I'm not good at, nor do I want to do. And I'm like, why do I keep doing that? And you have to really analyze from a much deeper level all of these different things. So I think that's phenomenal. Oh, you're so spot on. I mean, Adam, that is, that was the piece where when I, when I did the leadership training early on, I thought it was like all the tactical, you know, it's like, um, you know, you write down your mission and your values and your vision and you, you do the tactical with, with creating culture. Here's how you hire. Here's how you fire. Here's how you write up a performance assessment. Here's how you, all the things that are the things to do. And what I recognized is, yeah, those things are important, but who you are as a leader matters. 
And so I could do my job really well in law enforcement, but if nobody wanted to work with me and they actually wanted to run away, mm-hmm. who the heck cares? You can never, you, you know, you, you hit a glass ceiling. You, you, you're, you can only go so far. And the same thing as an entrepreneur, people say, well, you don't have to really like the person. They, you know, you can still get results. And it's like, yes, that might be true. And there's a certain amount of, it matters. It matters who you are as a leader. And you don't get through that through until you, you are self-aware. And it's the reason why it's the number one quality in, in um, emotion, Daniel Goleman's research on emotional intelligence. So, so appreciate you bringing that up because it's, 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 it's required to be the kind of leader that's worth following. Yeah. So what do you think is one of the biggest reasons why people either don't become or don't practice self-awareness or they run away from it because I think those are the two biggest things is like people just aren't self-aware at times and they struggle because of it or they are aware of what is going on and then they just are like no I can't do this like I'm I'd rather just sweep it under the rug yeah and you know you you ask about you know well geez you know what what's the reason and I'm going to start with the second piece which is you know why is somebody self-aware and then they're not willing to go there and you know number two in Goldman's research is self-regulation so you can be as aware as you want but if you're not willing to self-regulate you never get beyond that and I look at that as um you know the 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 inability or the unwilling to do that is, you know, comes down to what the opposite of love is and it's fear. And the opposite of love is not hate. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's fear. And so the fear of actually looking at something in themselves and the fear of, um, being, being alone has people do some really interesting things. Um, I, I will say that I'll share something personal with you years ago on, on my spiritual journey. I remember doing a, an Akashic record reading and a soul reading. And, you know, uh, some people might think that that's woo woo or strange. And, you know, it's part of my journey. So it's my truth. And I, I remember asking a question like what's mine to do now like in this part of the journey like what's mine to learn and the woman said something interesting to me and she said um to to stop self self-loathing and i went self-loathing i don't i don't i don't loathe myself i don't happen to like myself like i just you know i just won this award i just had this and i went in the what is this if i really am serious, which goes back to what you said earlier. And I really am serious about wanting to be the most optimal version of me to make a difference, to make an impact. Then it doesn't start with somebody else. It starts with me. So what part of what she's saying is true. And so I took a God walk and I got quiet and I listened and I went, what parts of me do I not accept? What parts of me do I not love? What parts of me do I actually hate or that I'm afraid of? What parts of me that I'm so concerned with that are not lovable? And I didn't, I didn't get there like immediately, Adam. It's not like I magically, you know, sat down and like, Oh yeah. And then the answer came, you know, nothing like that. Um, um, you know, no journey to the mountain. It was sort of like what I would say, like a, like a, almost like a, um, you know, an opening, Mm -hmm. uh, like the Lotus opening and me going, all right. And so I think that 
you know, in the, in the, in the desire, we all desire the same thing to be loved, valued, appreciated. And that doesn't start with other, it starts with self. But if I look at those things and I see those things in me, how the heck is somebody going to want to spend time with me? And I think that fear alone keeps people from actually moving to self-regulation because if I'm aware and I see those things and then I have to do something about it, and I'm getting angel bumps all over my body. It's like the Holy Spirit's going, yes, yes, <laughs> um, preach it. And so so to get to then the people who are not aware, it's like the awareness is not something where it's like, oh, you don't know. It's that 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 lack of awareness is really comes from almost this belief of arrogance that which, which I, you know, once again, can say has been part of my journey of like, well, if they don't like me, screw it. Like, you know, who cares? They're not that important. And it's like, no, 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 no. It does matter. And you know, it matters because no kid at five years old wakes up and goes, I hope everybody doesn't like me at some point in my life. Like that doesn't happen somewhere along, along the way. Those walls that I spoke about earlier for me to keep me safe were ones that I had stacked. So, so, so I'd built so well that of course I was a zero in interpersonal skills. Of course, you know, so, um, sorry, probably a longer answer. I apologize, no. but just, you know, that's such a great, such a great question. Such a great inquiry. If you want to be the kind of leader that's worth following, if you want to be an entrepreneur that really can change the world and make an impact. No, I, I love it. And I appreciate you going in depth on that because I think, I'm not one that I don't really like surface level answers. So I, I always learn from the guest just as much as our audience does, maybe sometimes more. So I appreciate you sharing that. And sometimes it's selfish when I ask the questions because I, I personally need need advice and education and things like that. So I appreciate that. So you have a lot, obviously, that you've done in the past. I'm interested to hear, you know, what the future holds and kind of what you're looking forward to moving forward as uh, as we kind of wrap up this episode today. Uh, so, you know, moving forward every year, I, you know, I, I look at what are my celebrations, what worked, what are the things that are my, uh, I, I do differently, you know, my disappointments. And I look at what are the things that I want to let go of, get out of my backpack and forgive myself for. Mm. And it's part of the process. And what I realize, you know, this year is, you know, or, or, you know, over the, over the course of time is simplify. Like that's one of my words. And the other word is unapologetic. Um, you know, that I'm, that I'm packing, you know, so to speak, you know, and, and, and this unpacking and packing for me is a daily activity. It's like what got in the backpack that's like buried on the bottom of it. And I've been trucking it around with me and it's not working for me. And so what's next for me and the simplicity is, is just to do that, simplify all of my systems and processes. Again, you know, I feel like I do this, you know, because of being in business often. Um, and the other part is I've got an upside warrior program that's, that's launching as well as some other, um, you know, some other elements. I have an upside leaders program. That's been this year long program. And it's going to be going to 90 days around the divine operating system. So it's, there's always a shuffling and, um, and I do it daily. So it, it's, it's really like, Oh, we shouldn't be doing that. Oh, we should be doing this. So, so I, 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 um, there's, there's always so much that's next. There's never a down time or a down week or a down day or a down period in, in my business. And so it's just in the constant examination of what's mine to do now. 
I love that. And I'm not, I'm really glad that you brought up what you did about kind of reflecting and consistently doing it just to kind of see the pulse of, okay, what's working and what's not and knowing that it's not a one-time fix-all situation. I think that's where most people are like, oh, I'm going to go work on my processes and systems. I'm going to do it one time and then, then we're good. I did the processes <laughs> and systems and that's literally an ever evolving, you know, solution uh, or problem that you're going to have to find solutions for and it's never going to be fixed. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really glad we finally had the chance to connect. I look forward to, to scheduling some time after, uh, you know, here in the future and getting to know you even better. But I really appreciate you coming on here today, Lisa. And I know our audience is going to get value from this episode. Where can people find you online? And if there's a website as well where they can get more information about you and everything you have going on. I spend quite a bit of time hanging out on Facebook and LinkedIn. I like them. And, uh, you know, and, and I know you're an Instagram guy and, you know, and, and I'm, I, uh, you know, perhaps that's an age thing for me, Adam, (laughs) (laughs) the Facebook and, and LinkedIn. And, um, my website is upsidethinking.com, U-P-S-I-D-E, and the word thinking, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G.com. And then, and then also my Upside Summit website, S-U-M-M-I-T.com. And that's where I'm at. Awesome. Well, we'll put all that in the show notes for everybody. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the episode today. Thanks so much, Adam. Loved having you. Loved being here with you and having time with you. (laughs) Of course, of course. And to the audience, I want to thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. And thank you again to Half Coast Studios. If you're here in St. Louis and looking to start your podcast or take your current one to the next level, seriously, come check out what they have going on here. See you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs who are born to prove. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. <laughs>